I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Palin Finn Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yakas for all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories. Go to yakgadgets.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighters. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs. Go to the153angler.com. So join with me as together we dive into the tips and techniques that will help make us better anglers out on the water. Welcome back to the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I am your host, Sean Lavery. And thank you again for joining me this evening. Um, hope everybody is staying warm out there, parts of the country, I'm sure. Uh, if you're anything like me, our water's frozen over at this point. Uh, there is still moving water, but uh, for the most part, it's definitely uh, not not something you're going to do unless you're ice fishing uh, here in Pennsylvania anyway uh, by me. But uh, hopefully, I know there's some people down south still fishing. I saw uh, my old co-host, Ryan Milford, getting out on the water today. I hope he had some good luck. Um, but, uh, just wanted to, uh, welcome you all back to another episode. Uh, tonight I'm going to bring back, uh, a blast from the past, uh, a voice that, uh, some of our longtime listeners will definitely recognize. Um, he was a, uh, host here on Paddle and Finn before he left to kind of explore some other ventures and happy to have back Mr. Sam Jones. Welcome back to the show, bud. What's going on? Everybody's like, oh my gosh, I know him. Yeah, I don't know about that. Probably, probably <laughs> not. Like you said, maybe some of the old viewers, they're probably like, what, really? You brought him back? <laughs> hey, I, I never really left. I, I've just kind of been uh, been more in the background, just kind of watching and, and listening. Uh, it's a huge fan of Paddle and Finn. In fact, back here on that jug, you can't see it because the camera is blurred, but I got a big old Paddle and Finn sticker on that. Still, uh, still love listening to you guys and supporting you guys um and in fact i told you this prior to the broadcast or the recording here your uh your your show is one of my favorite shows to listen to uh on the uh on the network right now so well, i appreciate I think it's great. The, the kindness there and you know uh once pnf family always pnf family man so it's that's right exactly <laughs> yeah glad to be back man thanks for having me so uh what's been new with you what's been going on 
Uh, just uh, really busy with work. Um, last year's fishing season ended kind of abruptly for me um, and not the way I wanted it to. And then on the backside of that, got really busy with work. So I've been stuck in this office for months since like August, uh, it seems like for the most part. And I'm really excited to get 2022's fishing season started. Like you said, it's uh, it's iced over here right now. So hopefully late February, we'll uh, start getting out on the water again. But business is good. Um, everything that I got going on is keeping me really busy, too busy. I actually, I haven't had a Red Bull in months. And <laughs> I cracked one tonight because, uh, as they say, I've been burning the midnight oil. And I need a little boost to get me through tonight. <laughs> I was uh, sitting on the couch at 830 thinking, man, I'm just not sure I'm going to be up for this. But uh, mm. yeah, it always gets me going to, to sit down and talk fishing with people. So, yeah, no rest for the weary, right? Amen to that, man. So, <laughs> well, all right, I'll, I'll throw out a little disclaimer tonight uh, about the topic that we're going to talk about with Sam. Um, it's actually pretty fitting for uh, where I am at the moment because um, I have a few coals in the fire, as you'd say. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, pro staff stuff, like uh, how you go about reaching out and, and start or kind of finding those opportunities, what those opportunities look like and, you know, what is pro staff? Uh, there's definitely differing opinions out there on this topic and, uh, you know, it can become a very heated or divisive topic. So, um, you know, we're going to try and keep uh, open minds and, um, you know, take a look at it from as many viewpoints as we can get. Um, but uh, yeah, so generally that's what I'm looking for tonight, uh, just to kind of maybe help people who are thinking about getting into the pro staff gig, uh, you know, figure out what it's all about, how to go about it and, uh, you know, how to promote themselves and things like that. So, yeah, um, fun topic. There's there's a lot to talk about there. Right. So let's start by breaking down, you know, what you consider pro staff, because, uh, you know, a lot of people think pro staff, they look at the word and say, oh, pro, oh, that, I, I'm not good enough to be a pro, quote unquote. But the pro in pro staff doesn't stand for pro, right? Well, here's the thing. At this point in the industry, um, there there are so many different words and phrases and and titles used. There's so many different definitions for each of those words, phrases, titles, um, that it, it's so muddied at this point that if you are operating operating on one singular definition of any of these things, you're probably doing it wrong because <laughs> it is just, it's like the wild west. Um, you know, pro staff, means a lot of different things to a lot of different people um, from both the top, the companies who are, you know, have that have these pro staffs to the people who are in them. Um, and even within the same pro staff, a lot of times the definition is different amongst the people in it. So that's the first thing. Don't operate with one singular definition. Understand the brand that you're going to work with or you want to work with, especially understand the brand that you are working with to know what their meaning behind it, what their expectations are, what their definition of that term is. Pro staff typically means promotional staff. It means you are a member of the promotional team 
And for your promotion of said brand, you receive X, Y, or Z. That can be a small discount. That can be a product. That can be cash. Typically speaking, though, when you start getting to free product and cash deals, you are a quote-unquote sponsored angler. Um, We often use the term sponsors, partners, um, brand partners. And a lot of people will say I'm sponsored. But sponsored implies, generally speaking, that you are you know, receiving something of value outside of just a discount. Again, this terminology, just in everything I just said, is very different across all brands. So you have to really kind of understand that. But just speaking in general term, pro team is often looked at as guys at the top of the sport, right? Right. Um, Who are professional anglers. Now, Professional angler doesn't mean that you fish tournaments. Professional angler can mean a lot of different things. That you do a um, lot of media creation or content creation, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it could be it could be content creator, it could be uh, you know, TV show host, it could be a guide or a captain. Um, you know, so I mean you got so many terms out there, right? Ambassador, pro staff, pro team, and the list goes on and on. Um so yeah. The first thing, again, just to circle back, is don't have one singular definition or understanding. Right, because it's going to vary from company to company. What one company considers pro staff could be completely and entirely different than what another company Yeah, and the, the whole thing is, no matter what level you're at, no matter what you call yourself, it's all about being a promoter. It's all about being a part of a promotional team for that brand. Your job is to influence other people. Your job is to drive traffic to the brand and their website. Um, Pro staffing, what it looked like 10 years ago, very different than what it is. Heck, even two, three years ago, it's very different today. It's changing. It's evolving just like everything in this digital world is, you know? Um, And it's, it's really important to have a, a broader picture of this whole space. No, that I think that's a really good way to break that down because, you know, you know, as all like any industry, you know, especially ours is growing in so many different areas. And, and that's what companies are looking for is not necessarily, you know, a boat with a sticker on the side of it, although that's definitely part of it, you know, or, you know, I want your name on my Jersey right here, you know, that it, it's going to be, you know, how do you build us up on social media? How do you help us at, you know, the shows that we go to and, and that kind of deal? It, it, it's, it's how are you yeah. getting our name out there? You know, Right. And, and, and even now today, the shows, because of, we won't mention the unspeakable, right? Um, but because of that, the shows aren't happening. They're not happening at the same intensity. The crowds are not the same. Right. So, you Marketing know, going has to, to find a way. Right. Right. Going to expos and working expos, that's not even really something that's super intriguing to a company at the moment. To some, again, it's, it differs. You have to kind of know, you have to know your audience um, and the brand that you're working for. So, right. Right. Obviously, ICAST, you know, actually happened for once and, you know, it was great to right. be back there. But, 
in the meantime, companies found a billion other ways to to get their name out there. And that's the the, the side of the business that's really jumping. I mean, if, if a company can reach, you know, the a million people by social media versus however many they can funnel through the crowds at right. a, an expo, it's it's exponentially more. And, you know, in many ways, almost easier to reach people that way, you know. So, yeah, that's, well, that's- shows are sh- shows are great. They're a good little burst um, every year. They traditionally happen in a, in a short window of time, but you're right. Marketing efforts and social media advertising, uh, utilizing staff and influencers is a year long process, um, which it has far more benefits to it. Right. So when you're, when you have someone like myself who right now, you know, has nobody and, you know, the, the, the first opportunity I had along, I mean, besides like Paddle and Finn has sponsors, right? So I, yeah. I kind of consider, you know, I, I do try to promote those brands as much as I can uh, just because they do, you know, help me do what I do every day. But as far right. as specific opportunities for myself, I, I recently had an opportunity where uh, one of the brands uh, that we've had on the show before kind of uh, one of the gentlemen I spoke to uh, posted on his social media saying, Hey, my company is looking for potential pro staff members for this year. So I shot uh, the email address, uh, you know, a brief thing saying how I thought I could help. And I, I got an offer back. So I'm still kind of uh, mulling that over thinking, trying to decide if that's something I want to get into, but um, is that generally how the process works or um, you know, is it more you uh, potentially reaching out to companies that you want to, to work with, you know, what's your experience? Like well, it's, it's a little bit of everything now. I mean, you know, it's uh, a guy finds a brand and he goes to their website and he sees a pro staff tab, clicks on it and applies. It's, it's a guy makes a post companies run an ad anymore. A lot of companies will, in fact, I've done it for my clients, do it for my clients today. Uh, we run ads saying, Hey, we're, we're looking for pro staffers, please apply. You know, and then the pro staff director goes through your application. They give you a call or an email, and they approve you. Um, some of those systems are automated. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the world <laughs> whose systems are and aren't automated. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. Right. Sometimes it's a hybrid. Sometimes it's a hybrid. But uh, you know, sometimes you just apply and you, Im- immediately you're approved for for a position. Uh, okay. There's pros and cons to that. So it it just, it varies, you know, it it can be that you make a connection at an expo that you go to or at a tournament, you know, or something along those lines. Um, Sean, I'm going to throw a question to you. You say you don't have a pro staff position right now. You're not on one. Right. How long have you been tournament fishing? Um, Seriously, probably about two years. Uh, I, I kind of ghosted the tournament scene the first year I signed up, but never fished any tournaments. And then the last two years I've been, definitely getting more and more involved. Um, and actually this year I'm kind of helping run our local kayak anglers, uh, events. So, um, Amazing. that's invo- awesome, dude. Yeah. My involvement's definitely increasing as I get more and more into the sport. So, well, I'll actually commend you for not being on a pro staff yet. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing, you know, and I've talked to so many people who, and, and I totally want to be that guy who, who says, I'm not going to just jump on a team to be on a team. I want to be, I want it to be a product I really believe in. And that's kind of why I picked the one I believe, because I believe in my specific, the way I fish, the areas that I fish, this product will be something I'll be able to easily spotlight because I know it'll work. I, I have experience with it working. And um, 
I just uh, am, am, have a lot of high confidence level in my ability to use it successfully and to promote it that way. And that's why I've kind of waited so long and didn't really necessarily want to jump on a bandwagon for something that I knew I, or that I had any question that I might not be able to properly promote. So. Yeah, that's key, man. Um, there's this Nash nat, natural, sorry, I can't talk natural progression that seems to happen amongst fishermen, especially in the bass fishing space. Um, and and I can admit I was guilty of this at a young age. You get into fishing, obviously very early, you know, bluegill, whatever. Then you get into bass fishing and then quickly you want to get into the tournament scene because once you find bass fishing and you start looking up things about fat bass fishing, almost all of it comes from the tournament scene, or at least right. it did. It's a little bit's changed recently, but for the most part. And so you want to get into tournaments, rather that be, as a co-angler, a boater, if you happen to have a boat or the ability to get one or kayak now. And the minute you get into tournaments, you start seeing the logos, the patches, the decals, the branded post, you know, where people are tagging and hashtagging um, and shouting out sponsors. And so immediately every angler who gets into the tournament scene says to himself, I have to be sponsored to be legitimate. I have to get sponsored to be, um, relevant in the space. And so they do, they go and apply for every single pro staff out there, um, for any brand that they come across, whether they've even used it or not in a lot of cases, because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do. They don't know any better. Um, and so it's actually refreshing to hear someone say, Hey, I've been in the sport two or three years. I don't really have any sponsors. I wouldn't mind working for some brands that I love. And um, you know, use on a daily basis because you just don't hear that a whole lot. And that's the first thing I want everyone to do. If you're watching this, whether you are already on a couple pro staffs or not, like before you go and apply, just ask yourself, why do I want to be on a, on a team? Why do I want a pro staff for this company or ambassador or pro team, whatever it is? Um, and really ask yourself that question because if it's just because you think that's what you're supposed to do or because other people do it, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right. Right. It, it, and I, I know we, I've, I've talked to quite a few different people who talk about it. it's, it's totally a two way street. It's what, what can you do for them and what can they do for you? And, and when it's not like that, you know, then there's something wrong with the situation, whether you're getting way more than you're giving or vice versa, that's not the kind of agreement you want to have. You want to, you want it to be something that's mutually beneficial for you or otherwise what's the yeah. point of even doing it. Absolutely. Mutually beneficial for sure. There is something to be said for earning your keep too, right? So that scale, if you will, in the beginning, I mean, it's, it's no different than, well, here, I'll, let me slow down a second. So in the beginning, you, you really want to show your worth. You want to prove your worth, right? Um, so there's something to be said for coming into an agreement with a partner at a small discount and working your butt off work for the discount or the product or the deal that you want. Right. When So if you come in at 10% on a staff, 15, 20, 30, whatever it is, and you say to yourself, man, I, I want to be pro team. I want to get paid work as if you are a pro angler, not a, you know, a paid angler, not a, not a 10% angler. And you'll get there if that's what you want. Right. It, there's, it's also important to understand kind of where you're at in the space, right? Christine Fisher is not likely to take 
I would, I'm just going to make some assumptions here. Maybe I shouldn't use <laughs> names, but someone like Christine Fisher, right, is probably right. not likely to take a discount deal. Right. At this point in her career, she is one of the most recognizable faces in, in fishing, not even just kayak fishing. I mean, she's on Bass University. People know her in the bass boat world. She's won tournaments. She's been consistent. She's done a great job of organically uh, promoting products that she uses. And so it would not be advantageous for her to take a, a, a discount deal. Right. But but someone like yourself, Sean, just getting in, you've never worked with a pro staff company before. You you don't uh, you don't have an extensive tournament career. Um you know, and let's assume that you didn't do this podcast thing. Cause that's actually something that adds a lot of value to right. you as a person in the industry. But let's just assume you're just a typical guy outside of the, you know, this podcast, then maybe a discount deal is where you start. Um, but first don't do it for the discount. Don't do it for the free product. Do it because you love the product and you want people to know about it and you want to share that. And you think that that brand is great and you want to help them succeed. You know, um, when we help other people succeed, when we help bring success to other people, success finds us. Right. So, right. Um, that's a, that's an important part of this whole conversation is like actually kind of dig a little bit deeper, get up past the superficial side of things. Right. Um, right. And, and evaluate it. Like why, why, why do I want to do this? And um, where do I want to go with it? I think that's a really good point because if you get into it for the wrong reasons, it's going to be work, you know, not that it isn't work all the time, you know, it obviously takes effort, but if you're doing something that you love and, and in the meantime can also promote, you know, products that you love and, and show how they benefit you, I think that you're going to, it's going to be easier for you in the long run uh, to keep going with something. You're not going to burn out as quickly because it's, not like something, oh, I have to do this. You know, it, it's something you're going to want to do and um, it'll just be that much easier for you to, to do it on a regular basis uh, and and also make the quality of it there because, you know, you can fake it for a little bit, but eventually, you know, people are going to figure out, you know, that you're just kind of paying lip service for something if you don't truly have a heart behind it or, you know, believe in what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is a whole nother podcast is just understanding how to actually promote a product, right. In a way that people will engage with it and maybe even potentially become a customer. I mean, you can promote a product a lot of ways. It's actually just going to do the, uh, the opposite of what you're intending to do. You're going to drive a lot of people away. Um, and, and that the tone. Okay. So the tone of how you promote, that changes all the time. The way you we promoted products in 2019 is far different than the way we promote products in 2022. There are certain staples. There are certain things that continue, right, that um, are tried and true methods. But for the, for the most part, I mean, it's, it's almost like every quarter we're seeing any more um, a new trend in how people promote products and how people respond to that promotion. So, it, you know, what are some examples of that that you're talking about? Just out of like, just to give the people who don't maybe don't have a great idea 
of the different ways you can promote? Uh, what kind of some examples of those that you can think of? Yeah, so a lot of it's sales based. Um, I don't want to get too too technical uh, in in this conversation. Um, I mean, I guess if you want to, we can. Yeah, no, uh, I, I was just curious, but, just what what kind of different yeah. things you're talking about. Because so, like when I, you know, I think of you know the Facebook post or an Instagram post, that kind of thing. It's pretty basic stuff, you know. Um, I, I have the opportunity where I actually have a, a platform where I can speak about things on a, a semi-regular basis. So that's, you know, one thing that yeah. I th have that not everybody does. So be real. I mean, that's the first, that's the first tip and trick. Be real. Um, don't oversell. Don't, you know, push something. Um, nobody responds to shared posts really anymore, um, which is a whole nother topic again about Facebook and Instagram and the algorithm and all that. But, you know, uh, tournament recaps are cool. Um, mentioning the products and stuff that you use, but like you have to add some value somewhere. Okay. So, or create some sort of conversation where value will be added within the comments of your post or whatever. But um, just simply saying, Hey, you know, putting up a product picture off of a website and saying, Hey, go, go buy X product. doesn't work. People right. try to do that sometimes still. Um, and, and honestly, even just posts specifically about one product only uh, generally just do not do well anymore. Okay. You know, the, the best thing you could do. So let's use, um, let's use a crankbait for an example. Okay. Uh, you've got a, a crankbait company out there that you work with. Let's say it's a, you know, a strike King or any other, right? After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers. If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You can take a picture of the product. You can make a post about that product and say, hey, go check it out. I love this product. It's so awesome. This is my favorite one. It's the KVD 1.5 and Sexy Shad, right? Or maybe it's a specialty item like a balsa crankbait. Or something along those lines. You could do that. And there will be people that will like it because it's a good photo. If it's a good photo, there'll be people that will comment on it because they have a, a you know, a fondness for that bait as well. But if you really want to get people thinking about it and stop the scroll and get new traction on it, offer some advice with it. So talk about how, hey, I was faced with X, Y, and Z conditions today. Uh, it was tough fishing. I'm sure many of you have experienced this. This is what I use to catch fish. Um, I was fishing an X, you know, from five to eight foot of water um, around a stump field. And you just mentioned the crankbait, but the post isn't about the crankbait. The post is about your experience. The post is about, 
you know, a tip or a trick. Right. Right. Um, and, and you can get as long winded with it or short with it as you want, but that's organic, right? That's what they call organic placement. You know, you're mentioning the rod, the line, you're mentioning the, the reel, the, you know, the speed ratio and, and that lure. It's not just solely about that product. Right. Um, there's time and place for all of it too, but uh, that's just one brief example. I'd, no, I'd much rather, yeah, I'd much rather learn about why you love the bait and how you use the bait than just hear you say, I love it. Right. Right. And hit, you know, have it rammed down your throat. Hey, try this bait, you know, but if you yeah, see and these, then everybody just sharing the same post over and over again, like, right. Strike King makes a post and then all their pro staffers, you know, go and just share it. Like that doesn't, well, if you think about what's effective value. for you, what makes you go want to buy a bait? And when, what makes me want to go yeah. buy a bait is when I hear somebody else being successful and they can show me, you know, Hey, this is how I use this bait. And, and this is how I made it work for me. And, the, you know, this is the success that I had on it. You know, right. what, when you can see it actually, you know, <laughs> when you get down to all those crazy things where, you know, Oh, I want to see, the bait hanging out of the fish's mouth or I know you didn't mm-hmm. catch it on that bait. You know, it, it gets into crazy territory, but it definitely, you know, there's, that's what sells a product to me. Um, not, you know, they, they always say, you know, a lot of products today are designed to catch fishermen, not or Yeah. Fishermen, not fish. Yeah. And you know, that that's exactly, you know, a certain, a, 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 a tactic that, you know, they is obviously successful. Um, but that's not the way I, I kind of, that when I see that kind of stuff, it makes me cringe, you know, cause to me, that's not how I want to sell a product. So. Yeah, it, it can, it, it definitely can make you kind of turn off to, to a brand. And a lot of times brands don't want that either, but there's this assumption amongst promotional staff that they do. Um, and it's just kind of been perpetuated over the last several years you know anglers created the the monster that is pro staffing there is a <laughs> lot of negative connotation behind it and there's a lot of negative space or or thought process around companies and how they've utilized them but anglers are the one that created the problem they're the ones that have got it to the point where it is now and i think we're i think we're in a space and time in the industry where companies are starting to reevaluate it a little bit. Anglers are definitely reevaluating it and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of shifting a little bit there, but yeah, it's, it's super important to um, have a good understanding and, and, and not just post to post actually have a reason, have something to share, be social. It's funny. We're, we're all on social media all the time, but no one's actually social. Right. right. They just scroll and like and post with no meaning um, versus actually engaging with people and 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 commenting on other people's stuff and having conversations like that's what social media is for, is for you to be able when you're not face to face with someone, be able to engage with them and have have conversation, and have a community. And we, a lot of times we fail to do that. And it's the basic principle of the platform we're on. Yeah, no, except it, for TikTok. It, <laughs> TikTok is solely about you scrolling. Uh, yeah, sometimes that gets lost in the translation of things. You know that you know people forget that that you know that is the point of everything is to to have a dialogue. It's not like 
uh, it's not meant to be a one-way medium. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, in, in the host chat this week, actually, we had an interesting conversation on another thing not to do, and that was uh, completely trash another sponsor's product. Oh, you know I mean? and this you know, is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> oh we my just, goodness! We were like, somebody posted up uh, just an example, and uh, look at this guy totally tearing out, tearing down the competitor when you know. Uh, and Talk about a cringe moment. Yeah, that's not how you want to sell a product by by destroy or attempting to destroy another product. There is no quicker way, in my opinion, to get yourself thrown off of a pro staff and to get yourself um, a bad reputation in the community. You know, (laughs) again, a lot of people do this. They get on pro staffs to get recognized and to feel like they have some clout, um, to be respected in the community. And then you see them go and do stuff like that. And it just, it baffles me, you know, why, why guys do that and gals. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a really negative thing for the entire industry, not just the brand that you are bashing, um, or the brand you're trying to promote through bashing is really losing because a, all you're doing is just bringing the curb, their competitors to the limelight right. and then two you make yourself look like a fool um th- there's enough room in this space for everyone you know no one goes to market with a product that they don't believe in and think is something that people need and want um no one is intentionally putting bad product out there no one is trying to you know run a bad business. Like everyone is doing their damnedest to, to create a great product that people want and will like. And of course, you know, it's, it, it's to make money as well. Right. Um, I mean, it'd be a fool not to think that, but it, to go out there and bash these other brands is, is ridiculous. Um, you know, I work with biz Bates. Uh, that's a company that I strongly believe in. I've used their product. I've won a lot of money using their product. Um, but does that mean that that Strike King and and uh, any Z Man doesn't make a good product? No. Does that mean that I don't use other products? No. That just means that the majority of the product that I use, in most situations, the thing that I have the most confidence in, is Biz Bates. the The brand that I believe in, the people I believe in, the people that are part of my community is biz Bates, And I want to share that with people. I want people to use their product. I want people to get enjoyment out of using their product and catch more fish, um, try something new. So I share that, but I'm not going to tell you, Hey, you can't, you shouldn't use Z man. I'm not going to tell you, Oh, Z man. No, they're great. They're great products. That's why they're in the industry. That's why you know their name. Right. Um, Same with kayak companies, you know, I, you know, yeah. it, it seems like that's I, one of the most heated in debates. our space for sure. Yeah. And it's just crazy. I'm like, Hey, there's no single best kayak out there. You know, I love uh, my Outback. I think it's a great kayak, but just because I love it and it works great for me, me doesn't mean that it's going to work great for everybody else. And I, I certainly understand, you know, I'm, I'm definitely on the smaller end of gentlemen. I'm not a huge guy. And, 
if you're a, a big, strong, you know, 250 pound guy, you know, maybe an alpaca is going to be the last thing that's going to work good for you. And you're going to tell me, oh, that's a kayak. You know, I can't, I can't make heads or tails out of that kayak. So I, I think there's, that's where it really bugs me is when, when somebody just bashes a name just because it's a name, you know, it, it just, it, it baffles me because, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we're all unique individuals and, you know, we fish different ways. We fish different bodies of water. You know, there's so many different products out there that will work entirely different for one person than it will for another. That's why it really doesn't make sense for me, you know, to me to, to bash a product because there's obviously somebody out there using it successfully. So. Yeah. It's, it's, again, it's, it's amazing that there's, <laughs> there's like, there's the two polar opposites of this, of this space and it's the bashers. And then it's like the oversellers, right? And sometimes those are one in the same person. <laughs> uh, but man, you are so right. When it comes to kayaks, I don't understand why everyone is so critical of, of each other. You know, there's obviously the, the conversation that always comes up is like Hobie against the world and the world against Hobie. Hobie's terrible. Um, or Hobie's amazing. Um, Bonafide's the same way. There's a lot of people, like everyone knows that I'm in a Bonafide and I love Bonafide. I'm not, I'm not sponsored by them. I have no affiliation to them uh, other than the fact that I work with a local kayak shop that sells them and that I own them and love them. It works for me. I like things compartmentalized. I like having the ability to have a lot of storage. I love having the big open space in the hall to put an extra rod or two. Cause I like to carry way more rods than I should way more tackle than I should. Um, I love the dry pod in the middle of the kayak. So my screen is it on the side. I hate having my screen on the side of my kayak. Um, you know, all these, there's different reasons why I love it, but that doesn't mean those are the same reasons that you'll love it. You know, you may not like that kayak at all. And maybe Bonafide makes a kayak that you do like. Or maybe they don't, you know, some people prefer that big open deck, fully customizable, like a, like a new canoe where you have no compartments. Although they did release that pod that you can now, the aftermarket pod that you can install, by the way, I love that great job, new canoe, um, great boat, you know, but big wide open, it's, it's fully customizable. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there's, I always there's tell people the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I had a Jackson uh, Kusa HD before I got my Hobie. Um, I would have loved yeah. to k- keep it financially. I couldn't, I had to trade it in just to pay for my Hobie. Yeah. And if I could have both boats right now, I would absolutely. Cause there's things about the Kusa HD that I absolutely loved. And like right now I'm looking into um, a Crescent because um, now, and it couldn't be more different than, than the Hobie. I mean, it, it, it's not, it's paddle. It's not even pedal. And, sure. you know, so that, but there's things about that boat that I think are going to play really well in certain uh, ways that I fish. So, you know, for me to be, to, for someone to say, you know, that there's one kayak out there that, you know, does everything I needed to do or fits me perfectly and all the others are junk because of it. I, I think it's just crazy. So, yeah, it is. And so that's one type of, uh, what not to do right is to be the basher the other not to do yeah don't bash there's there's no no one wins in that situation and if you had to claim a winner it probably would actually be the brand that you're trying to bash 
Um, and uh, we won't go into whole detail why that is. But anyway, the, the other not to do is the overseller, right? And that's a fine line, right? I think a lot of people, and, and I'm probably guilty of it more than once myself, that you kind of oversell sometimes. You kind of cross that line a little bit. And that's okay to cross it a little bit here and there. Like right. that, that's going to happen, especially when you're super passionate about something. I was something. just going to say, if you're hyped about it, it's sometimes hard. Not yeah, to. it is. But then there's, so what? who I am talking about though, are the people who really all the time are super over the top. And this, this brand is amazing. Everything they do is perfect. They never make, there's no room for improvement. They never make a mistake. Every other brand can't even come close. They're not bashing anyone. They're literally just saying everyone else is, you know, <laughs> crap. Um, and, and they're way overselling the product, right? Well, that's not natural. That's not being real. That's not helping anyone again. So you, you want to stay in the middle, right? You, you know, you want to talk about the products that you love. You want to understand that there's other great products out there too, that people can try and, and use and love as well. Um, and and let people to make say decisions. You, right. You can't, you can compare um, without sure. bashing. You can say, Hey, this is what makes my product better than this product. You know, we have this versus this. That's not what or, we're talking about here, but yeah. Or, Hey, in this situation, this is why I think this product excels. But if you're doing this, th honestly, there is probably no better way to sell a product than to do exactly that. Say, Hey, if you are an offshore guy who loves to carry a lot of tackle and use and have a lot of storage and keep things compartmentalized, you want to check out the SS-123 with an XI or SS-127 with an XI-3 on the front because you can spot lock out there in the middle of the lake on a hump and you can crank for days and have 10 different rods with 10, 10 different crankbaits set up. It's, you know. Okay, see, now I'm getting probably a little bit into overselling because I'm trying to sell the point of this, right? right. So know how to check yourself like I just did. <laughs> but, you know, to say that, like, this product I think is great if you're this kind of a person. But if you like fishing really swift, small rivers, you might want to check out X, Y, or Z. Now, now, maybe the brand that you're supporting or partner with offers that product as well. Maybe they don't. And you mentioned another product. Okay. So what's going to happen is everyone who views that, who is a small river guy, they're going to go check out that product. But the majority of your viewership likely is like you. That's why they follow you. Follow you. And they're going to say, oh, okay, that makes sense. And they're going to go look more into what you're talking about. Again, we preface this at the beginning of the of the show. There's a million different ways to do this, and everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. I'm not saying that my way is the highway. Um, I'm just saying if years of being on pro staffs and, and pro teams, if you want to say that, an influencer creator managing pro staffs as a, as a director and pro staff manager and, and doing social media marketing and advertising for companies, working in this space for years, these are, this is what I've found to be successful. Right. Um, and that's another thing like mimic success, mimic the people that are doing it the best. I think a lot of times, especially in the kayak space, people are kind of idolizing the wrong 
people. They're looking at the wrong people and they're, they're mimicking their success um, and trying to, and it's, it's not the right way to go about it. Right. No, I'd, and, uh, you know, when we talk about content creation, you know, I always think of the clickbait kind of stuff and that stuff drives me bonkers. And, you know, when you, well, but again, here's the thing, Sean, you have to keep in mind, everyone has to keep in mind. There's a difference between eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including calorie smart protein plus, which is the one I like and keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites and more. No prep, no mess meals, factor meals, are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Being a, an angler who is, you know, just sharing experience and talking about that kind of stuff and, and trying to become a professional YouTuber. Right. You want to be a professional YouTuber and make money in YouTube and be a, an, an influencer in that space. There are certain things you have to do just to get the algorithm to even notice you. It's yeah. not even so much about, you know what I'm saying? Clickbait works. That's why people use it. You know, right. a lot of times, honestly, I don't like social media. I don't want to be on social media. Well, I shouldn't say I don't want to. <laughs> Obviously, I do. I'm in it. But I, I'm not a big fan of social media in general and how it's used and, and, and that sort of thing. But I see the value in it. And I'm on it because it's the business that I work in. I was going to say it is a business at the end of the day. It is. So don't don't get upset with people for using clickbait. If it's not attractive to you, that's okay. Again, that whole, you know, don't hate on other people. They're oftentimes doing what they feel like they have to do or in some cases they actually do have to do that. Like you now, <laughs> right? You can go to the extreme. But the I mean, if you don't use something that's somewhat clickbait, again, that definition gets muddied um, and and mis, misconstrued and misunderstood. But if you don't use some sort of title that's going to get people to stop scrolling and grab their attention and make them click through to your video or a blog or whatever, it's not going to get clicked. It's not going to get seen, and then nobody wins. So yeah, you have to have a, find a balance. But that's true. That's a good way to look at it. I guess, you know, it, it, you know, I, 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 (laughs) I am the pot calling the kettle black in that case. So, well, a lot of it is 
people will use clickbait titles that have zero relevance to the actual content. That's where the problem is versus being creative um, and using a clickbait ish title that is relative to your, your content, you know? Um, And and I can't think of any one particular example right now. That's, you know, obvious, but everyone's seen it, right? You see a title and you're like, Oh, let me check that out. And then you go watch the video and maybe like a brief moment in that video, they reference anything relative to the title. Right. Versus, you know, the opposite of that, where it's still clickbaity title. It still grabs your attention. It still gets you to click through. But the content is the majority of the content is about what their title describes. So no, no, that makes sense. And, and uh, I think along with that, uh, another no, no is, you know, doing something, whether it's illegal or, you know, something like that to promote a product is also, if you're trying to promote a product, that's the wrong way to do it. Like, you know, what comes to mind is the YouTube videos where they're like, Oh, we snuck into this pond and, and, or we got kicked out of this area or, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how sponsors, you know, would continue to sponsor something like that, but it obviously happens because that's a popular way to sell a video on YouTube. Hey, and, and brands are like people, they brands have their own core values. They have their own, um, personalities, you know, so a company is a brand, right? Paddle and Finn is a brand um, and it has its own personality. And then within that brand are these different shows that have their own personalities. Um, and, and so some brands, you know, they're, they're going to be okay with that kind of stuff. Other brands aren't. And so knowing, knowing your audience and stay true to who you are, find the brands who, you know, represent your values. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Um, and, and that's all it's just focus on you <laughs> and not, uh, not the other stuff. Right. So. Okay. Well, I think that's, that's definitely, yeah. Cause that's when that all goes back to being true to yourself. If, if, mm. you know, you find a company that represents the values that you do, then that's, you're, you're totally being true to yourself versus if you kind of, you know, look the other way for things that you might not, not necess- necessarily condone, but you know, you're trying just to get your name in, you know, that might not be the best fit. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I wanted to uh, reach out or talk to you a little bit about like what you do for anglers. Cause I know that's another tool that can definitely help in the pro staff game, you know, where you're, you know, building these portfolios and stuff for, for people and, and helping them promote themselves. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, unfortunate side effect of everybody wanting to be on a pro staff is that these brands are inundated daily with pro staff request. Um, and some brands, their, their model is we'll take on anyone and everyone, or we'll take on the majority of people. As long as you're not doing something crazy, um, off the wall, you know, and then some people, some brands, are going to have a moderate size staff and some a very small staff, but it doesn't matter what size the company is from a guy who's just making some baits in his garage just started last week to a guy who, or a company that's been around forever, like an Abu Garcia Shimano, something along those lines, they're getting dozens, hundreds, thousands of pro staff requests daily, daily. 
um, as a pro staff manager for multiple brands, I can tell you like the amount of emails you get requesting pro staff, school team sponsorships, uh, tournament sponsorships. It's unreal. It, it's overwhelming. And you really, truly, you want to help everyone. You'd love for everyone to, to be accepted and to be approved and send, but you have limited resources. It's really hard if you've not had a face-to-face -face or a phone call or, or a Skype meeting or something to, to establish a connection. It's really hard to stand out in, in an email. Um, the first thing you need to do is know how to write a decent email that's going to get them to stop and read what you have to say. The right. next thing is attaching some some assets attaching some files in a resume a media deck content that you've created something uh above and beyond the application or the initial request or whatever uh, th that often gets overlooked 90 percent of all applications that i have seen over the last several years are almost identical they they almost all state the same thing in a in a just a slightly different way but it, it's just i love fishing well most of them start out i've been fishing my whole life then the next point they make is that they love fishing then the third point they make is that they're a tournament angler some will go into great detail about that some will just kind of leave it as i fish a lot of tournaments um, and then the next one will be, I'd love to represent your product. I'd love to work for your product. I'd love to pro staff with you. Some variation of those, of those four things, every single email over 90, over. <laughs> 90 plus percent of them are the exact same thing. My name is, I've been fishing my whole life. I love fishing. I fish tournaments and I'd love to partner with your brand. I'd love to work for you. I'd love to pro staff with you. So when you see those emails like that, the only next thing you can do is look at social media. And when you look at social media, man, I'm telling you, that is the biggest disappointment on, on going through applications for these brands because you get on social media and you're hoping that you're going to find someone who A, creates great content, B, knows how to promote products, and C, loves your brand. Or maybe that's number A, loves your brand. And then you get on their social media, you see nothing about your product, nothing about your brand. They've got a bunch of stupid memes. Uh, they're, they're talking about politics. They're talking about what they had for dinner. Nothing about fishing. Nothing. But yet they're talking about how they're a tournament angler and they love fishing, but you go to their social media and you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that they love. It It, it baffles me. And Hey, look, I've got people on my staffs that are guilty of this. Like for every fishing post, they've got 30 things that have nothing to do with the outdoor space, not even hunting, hiking, camping, nothing. Right. Right. And right. so you ask yourself, do you really love fishing? Because I can't tell. Like your social media is your resume today even even in corporate america if you go and apply for a job which by the way before i got into all this i interviewed a lot of people hired people 
as soon as they walked out of the room or before they came in the room for an interview, I'd already been through your social media or I was going to go through your social media. Um, if I thought you were even close to being an acceptable candidate, companies now, even as you apply are requesting your social media profile. Right. And, and with that being said, it's amazing to me. You get on there and, and somebody who's applying for a promotional staff position isn't even talking about social media. Even right. worse, you'll have guys who have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all of it. And you check every single one of them. And not a single platform is about fishing or majority of it's about fishing. So in what world do you think you're going to get people to come to a brand? Right. No, like, and I, that's what I think that's that's huge. And, and uh, you know, that's why I think it's it's. It's really important, you know, they always say what you put on social media lives forever, you know, you know, as much as you, you know, there's, there's a time and a place and, 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 you know, there's certain people who use social media for some of those other platforms. Like I have a a friend of mine who, a coworker, he told me right off the bat, he's like, you're probably not going to like my social uh, media pages because, uh, because I I said, Hey, uh, you know, do you want to, you know, I'll friend you when I, you know, get home. And he's like, uh, you probably don't want to, you know, friend me because I basically use my social media just for to to uh, post my uh, political leanings. And I was like, okay, uh, you know, maybe I I don't need to follow you then because, you know, that's not yeah. something I'm necessarily interested in seeing. So, yeah, I wish people didn't do that. Period. I I don't know of of any lifestyle, career, or anything where posting posting a bunch of social media. Uh, things about uh, politics in the way that people do it, it is going to help influence anything, but I don't know. I've had some good conversations like convert, like we're actually, it's back and forth and, but it almost always evolves into something. Not yeah. Pleasant, so. <laughs> the unfortunate thing about social media is that it, it is used for all the wrong reasons. Um, and that's why it's so refreshing as a pro staff manager when you get an application and you do click on the link. By the way, one of the best things you can do outside of having someone like myself or even yourself just putting together a Word document. Like you don't have to you don't have to come to me and, and pay me to do it. I, I'm happy to have your business, happy to help you um, make a professional looking resume or media deck. But even if you just put a word document together that explains who you are as an angler and a promoter, that's, that's already going to set you aside, but actually linking people to your social media. A lot of people don't understand how to do this. And I think a lot of times people are just lazy and don't even Google. Like if you don't know how to do something in 2022, a Google it or YouTube it. And within 10 minutes, you should be an expert on it because it's just that simple anymore. Now, of course, some people, some people learn from watching, some people learn from reading, some people, you know, whatever. Um, So it's going to vary by person, but Google it or YouTube it and you'll know instantly how to do it. It's amazing. It's 2022. But here's the thing that happens a lot. So a guy or a gal will apply for a pro staff position. They'll use that same email that everyone uses. And then you get to the part in the application where it says, your Facebook, your Instagram, 
yada, yada, yada. Well, they don't actually link. So I'll, if I put Sam Jones in my application and I go to Facebook and I type in Sam Jones, unless I'm already a friend with this person, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be 50 of them. I'm not likely to find <laughs> you. And it's, and it's very likely that half of them will have a picture that looks like you could be an outdoorsman or a fisherman. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's so it's impossible. So learn how to share your URL link, the web address to your profile so that when you click on that in the application, boom, there it is. There's Sean. I know who you are instantly. I go to your profile and I see three or four fishing posts and then maybe something random or whatever. I don't care. And then the next thing I see is, Oh, you're, you're a podcaster. Great. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do that, (laughs) do that. And you will stand out from the crowd and then you will get, and you'll be rememberable. You'll be memorable. Right? So once you're on the pro step, so that's the first step getting in. And then the second step is how do you not get lost amongst all the other staffers? How do you stay relevant, but not an annoyance, not a nu- nuisance? Cause that's easy to do too. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you stay relevant and how do you stay on the forefront of their mind? Because when companies do go through these little ups and downs of where, Hey, we need to get a little bit heavier handed on our promotion. We need, we need to get a little bit heavier handed with our influencers you're going to be on the forefront of their mind. They're going to say, okay, Sean, look, man, you've been doing a great job. Um, love everything you're doing. You always are in communication with us. You're posting great content. Love what you're doing with the podcast. We really need to double down on X, Y, and Z. Can you do that for us? And, and in return, we'll give you, a, you name it, whatever whatever the, the offer is, right? Like right. that's so many people that get on the staff, they get the logo instantly. Somebody gets on staff. Hey, can I get a logo for my jersey? So that's what's most important. All right. Okay. <laughs> yep. And and that also goes back to that's what people think, right? They think right. instantly. Like this company, they want me to have my logo, their logo big on my jersey. I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta get the file. I get... Introduce yourself. Tell me more about you. Show me some stuff that you've done send me some pictures that you've taken of our products and, and fish that you've caught on our products and say, Hey, if you guys would love to use some of this product uh, photography that I have, or some of these shots, uh, I'd be happy for you to share them. That sort of thing. Is there anything I can do? How is there any particular content that you guys are working on? Uh, do you guys have any sales coming up that you need some to get some content ready for like, boom, you're in. If you do that, you are in. I'm telling you, you're going to go from whatever discount you're at to a higher one. You're going to go to free product. You're going to go to paid at some point um, if you do those things and go above and beyond. And then when you're not busy creating and doing stuff for them, you should be busy on growing your social media following and, and growing your engagement. It, you don't have to have 10,000 followers. More more impressive is comments more impressive than how many followers or likes likes you have are the comments because when i can see you get a lot of comments on there i know the algorithm sees that and they're putting your stuff out to a lot of new people so it's not just your small little audience 
It's a lot of new people are seeing your content daily. It also lets me see how you're able to engage with people and communicate with people as a salesman or as a promoter, an educator, right? Like we love in the pro staff management space, we love educators because those guys, they sell 10x what anyone else does. They 10x what any top tournament angler does. They 10x what any influencer does. The, you know, that just promotes product or is funny or whatever. Teacher, I mean, this is why like a guy like Fluke Master, right? Right. That's why he blew up because he teaches people. That's just one example, right? Right. Um, no. uh, Armando so- just had him on last week and, and they talked about just that thing that, you know, because, you know, when you can show someone, not just tell them something is the best, but when you show someone you know how to use something and and like i said like when that's what sells me when i see somebody using something and and being successful at it and i think i can do that same thing you know that's yeah yep it's important to understand who you are as a promoter like your personality and your ability as well some people just can't take photos and video they just shouldn't do it they could learn I don't want to say they can't do it. You can do anything, honestly. Like I wasn't allowed to take photos in my family uh, six, seven years ago or more years ago. No one would have ever said, hey, Sam, take a photo. First person they're going to call on to take a photo now Now, is going to be right. Right. No one would have ever asked me anything about graphic design, that sort of stuff. Right. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline first person they would call on now i didn't i didn't get into that space i didn't go to college for that stuff i learned it because i was like oh okay this is a necessary tool this is something that the brands that i support need um and you know and it's just evolved you get better and better with time but like put some focus and some energy into it like again google youtube how to how to take better photography with an iphone you can get lost in hours of videos that teach you how to take better photography because so much of it's crap just to be straight honest like a, a lot of it is just it's not good and that's why people get so frustrated they're like oh i do all this posting and tagging and nobody nobody shares my stuff they don't use it it's because it's not good <laughs> it doesn't it's, match their style right, right try to right. duplicate what they're putting out when you go to a brand and you see they're posting a very similar style all the time, right? Similar edit to their photos. 
try and duplicate that if that's what you're trying to do. Um, if you're trying to be unique and do your own thing and you don't care about people sharing it, then that's another story. You still need to have great content, though. You still need to have quality imagery, quality video. Uh, although videos changed a little bit, people seem to be actually responding to the more um, less edited versions, right? Because of TikTok. Right. Uh, fact of the matter, TikTok has changed everything. But um, and that's why you see Instagram and YouTube and all this stuff responding the way that they are to it with reels and YouTube shorts and all that. Again, another conversation for another day, but uh, figure out who you are. Are you the funny guy? Are you a Gerald Swindle? Right, right, right. Are you the fast talking funny guy? If you are, (laughs) exploit the hell out of it. Do that. Um, Are you the really serious, really thoughtful, deep diver, like blog writer kind of guy? If you are do that. Are you the guy who can make everything so simple a kindergartner can understand it? Can you teach the world to fish? Right? That's that's our boy Gene Jensen's motto, right? Right. Like, yep. Absolutely. Figure out what it is you do well and exploit the hell out of it. Don't try to be like everyone else, but do mimic the success of the people in your space. So again, if you're the funny guy Gerald Swindle, right? If you're that type of person, he's a great person to look up to. There's other people like him in the space. Look up to them. Don't copy them, but mimic their success. Um, you know, oftentimes the funny Gerald, Gerald Swindle guy is trying to be the, the really serious blog writer or the really serious blog writer is trying to be the really funny YouTuber and it doesn't work. It doesn't come off natural. People don't, don't relate to it because they know it's not you. Um, and, uh, that's a big problem that people have that they just, they're, they're modeling after personalities that don't, they're not, right. Yeah. Don't match them. No. And then that, again, it all goes back to being true to yourself. You know, if you can do that and, and, and find the space that fits you, like I am not a a crazy serious tournament angler. I do that. the, The tournament aspect for me is, more camaraderie than anything you know there is a competitiveness to me but not i i, I to me to be a really serious tournament angler you know that's got to be what drives you is the competition and to me that's not what drives me I'd, I'd rather you know just go fishing with a whole bunch of group of guys you know if i happen to do better than someone great but it's not gonna kill me if i don't and um but i i love the conversations that i have before or on the ramp and and that kind of thing and that's what drew me to the tournament world um and so i that's the other thing i was going to say is don't be afraid to don't feel like you have to you know hit a certain specialty you don't have to be a tournament angler like i think of like mike mckinstry you know he's not a tournament guy he does he fish tournaments i'm sure he does probably you know and and but that he, he has a space that's all his own you know the, the things that he yeah. does, um, they're meaningful. And, and uh, you know, so don't feel like you have to be, you know, you have, there's a hole that you have to fill in, you know, that kind yeah, of Yeah, let's blow that door wide open if we can real quick. Okay. Okay. So the best, some of the best promoters, influencers out there, brand promoters out there are not tournament anglers. In fact, very few are. There are a handful of guys in the tournament space at the top that get a ton of traffic, right? 
so here's here's what people have to understand. Online traffic to a website, okay? What percentage of online traffic to a website do you think converts into a sell? And we'll just stick to the we'll just stick to the outdoor space. What's a what do you think a typical average conversion rate is? So percentage of people who visit a website daily purchase something. Wow, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna say conservative, I'd say 10%. That might be way high. That is way high. Okay. Way high. Like industry standard hovers between one and a half percent and three percent. Depends on your niche and depends on the size of your business and that sort of thing. But like two percent, two and a half percent is a good number to have for a conversion rate on your website. Generally speaking, some people people have to visit a website three, four times before they purchase. Some brands do it better than other. Don't get me wrong. Some brands have way higher conversion rates. Certain times of the year, Black Friday, you release a new product, whatever. Those things, conversion rates go way up, okay? But generally speaking, year over year, that's what we see in online, okay? So what does that tell you? That clicks matter. Clicks matter. You have to drive a ton of traffic to a website when you are selling a product for $5, average cost of a product in the fishing industry, right? We're talking about bait tackle kind of thing, right? Obviously, jackhammers, that doesn't count. But, you know, <laughs> a, cr- a crankbait, um, a standard bag of plastics, a bag of hooks, five bucks, right? Right. So if only two and a half percent of people and the average order, let's say, is somewhere around 50 to $75, right? Like you got to drive a ton of traffic to a website in order to be successful. And that's the job of a pro staffer. Your job is to drive traffic to the social medias and to the website. People go to the website, then they go to the social media. People go to the social media, then they go to the website. It's a revolving door, right? Right. That's your job as a promotional staffer is to represent the brand and drive traffic. So you, you've got, you've got to find ways to do that. And you got to keep that in mind um, going down this journey. Like it's so important to, to say like, how, how can I help a brand get more traffic, more people through their door? You know what I'm saying? And you and you and I are very different. Like you just said, you're not super competitive. I am. If I'm not fishing a tournament, I'm not having near as much fun. <laughs> it's like not even the same thing. It's it's a super high when I'm in a tournament versus I still love fishing. And I want to do it. But the best guys aren't even tournament guys. There's just a handful at the top that have a huge audience. But like who are some of the most recognizable people in all of fishing to you? When I think of it, I think of like Gene Jensen and like the content creators. Like that's yeah, what, what Gene Jensen. Nobody hey, love them, hate them, whatever you. I don't care. Chad Hoover. I was how many say. tournaments is how many in our space? How many tournaments has Chad Hoover fished lately? Not that yeah. that you know of. Zero. Zero. Right? right? Is he a professional angler? No. Well, not a tournament angler. Not a tournament angler. You do not have to be a tournament 
angler to be a professional angler. He that's the space he works in. Now you could say he's a professional promoter or or whatever, but he's an angler. He has a TV show about fishing, right? Mark right. Zona. Mark Zona, you know that name, right? Yes. He's an announcer for Bassmaster. He has TV shows. You know, Michael Iconelli could never fish another tournament in his life. He's got Bass University. He's got Ike Live. He's got TV shows. He's got blogs and websites and articles. Yada, yada, yada. The list goes on. Foundations. He runs a marketing company for other anglers. That's actually, to be honest with you, Mike Iconelli is one of the guys that I, I've kind of modeled myself after okay um who's uh who's another great example his name's not coming to mind right now but he uh used to be announcer for Bassmaster. um you know way to the towel he's got his podcast now i can't think of his name off the top of my head a uh, canadian guy um yeah. yeah i know who you're talking about uh gosh saw, this i, can't I just saw him it. interviewed on another podcast what was his name yeah uh anyway everyone knows who i'm talking about he's listening to this as a bass head right he does not fish tournaments. He announces tournaments. He has a TV show. He's a hell of an angler. Um, it, what brand wouldn't want to work with him? Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you are not a tournament guy, don't be a tournament guy. That's okay. You don't yeah. have to be to be relevant in the space of fishing. In fact, social media has made that possible. It used to be unless you were fishing in tournaments or had a tv show you weren't relevant in the fishing space but because right. of social media you can stand on the bank and make funny tiktok videos and be one of the most influ influential people in the space fat cat newton who knows that love name, him, hate him, right? the guggen guys you know you know the, well all right we're not now listen <laughs> listen <laughs> look hold on no but you're right you're exactly right. They exploited something that they knew that they did well and could do, and they exploited the hell out of it. And that's why they are who they are. Right. Your kind of content as somebody who's not super competitive, right? You said, I love just going out and fishing with buddies and I love hanging out at the boat dock and talking. I like those things too, but my bigger draw, my biggest passion is the tournament side, right? And the business side, which is why you have me on here talking about the business side. Right. But and, I mean, yeah. you, your post, your your videos, should just be all about the the experiences and the good time and the brotherhood and the chats, right? right? That should be my videos should be about either tournament or about the business side, and that's an area of opportunity for me. I don't I I get on podcast and talk about it. Uh, people call me all the time and ask for advice and email me and text me and message me. But I don't publicly speak or or create content about it, to be honest with you. So that's an area of opportunity for myself. But right. I, right. I post more about tournaments and pre tournament preparation and 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 tackle and equipment because that's just that, that's my that's my area. That's what I exploit. Um, but don't look at my social. If you're watching this, don't go look at my social media and use me as an example. <laughs> I am the perfect <laughs> definition of do as I say, not, <laughs> not as I do. I, I'm like, I'm like the mechanic who, uh, you know, turns wrenches for 10 hours a day at the shop and then goes home and, and his car's in the worst shape. 
because he doesn't, you know, I focus on my clients. I focus on uh, the other stuff. I don't focus on my personal near as much. So do not use me as a, as a perfect guiding example here. Some of what I do, you can maybe extract, but and use the, the point going back to the point though. You're absolutely right. You can do a lot of good for a brand and yourself by not trying to be something that you're not, you know, Right. This is so, so much more than just a, a name or a picture on a jersey. You know, it's and, you know, maybe 20 years ago, that's what it was. But it's just not that anymore. It's there's so much more to it. And um, I, I love it when guys wear um, hats and T-shirts and they make photos. But when you wear a hat and a T-shirt and there's no photo for anyone to use or see, it's kind of worthless. I yeah. mean, Especially in 2020, 2021, where you're not even around a boat ramp with people. Like everything's virtual. There's not captain's meetings. There's not awards ceremonies. There's not this. There's not that. And let's face it, people all the time, you know, they, they talk about in their in their applications and in their emails and stuff, they talk about all the conversations they have with people after the tournament. And they'll they'll mention X, Y, and Z and they're and their post-tournament speeches and stuff. Well, A, how many speeches do you have? And let's be real. Most of the time, after people have practiced for three days and fished a tournament for two days at the awards ceremony, unless they're waiting for their name to be called because they won money, the only thing they're thinking about is getting home to their wives, where they're going to eat, get home to their bed, taking a hot shower. They really aren't paying attention to what you're saying up there. A lot of the times, a handful of people will. But here's what they do do. They'll go home, they'll see their wives, they'll have a good meal, they'll have a hot shower, they'll get up the next day, they'll go to work, and while they're at work, they're going to be like, hey, Sean won that tournament, let me see what Sean was up to. Exactly. And they're going to they're gonna go to your social media, and they're going to see what you have to say. And if you don't have anything to say, that's it, they'll forget about it. Right. But if you do have something to say, they're going to read it, and if they like it at all, they're going to follow you, they're going to like it, they're going to comment on it, and they're going to come back the next tournament. Even, even if you don't win, they're going to come back the next tournament. Just see what you did. How'd you do? What were you throwing? That sort of thing. Because they want to be successful. They right. want to know how you were successful. So don't preach about the in-person stuff anymore. That used to be the thing. It used to be, uh, you know, 10 years ago, even further. You sold the jersey. You sold the hat. I'll always wear your hat. Everything I do. Um, your jersey will be front and center. I'll put it on the truck and the boat wrap, and it and it'll be everyone can see it. I drive X amount of miles, and to be honest, that still happens a little bit still, especially right. at the higher end when you're full body wraps and all that kind of stuff. Right. But that's not really the pitch anymore. The pitch is more, hey, I'll have your logo in X, Y, and Z content and photos and these videos. Here's examples. Of, of what I've done with other brands or with your brand. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's the shift that's happening. And now video and not long form video, not YouTube, right. short video, reels, TikTok, stuff that I can use in stories, stuff that I can use for short video ads. That, that stuff is what companies need right now because that's <laughs> – that's you have to be posting reels you have to be posting short videos 
in order for the algorithm to help you in any way. Um, and so companies need that. And they, right. and they need staffers to be creating that. So you need to become an expert in how to do that. Um, and that's, uh, that's where you're going to bring a lot of value to companies right now is your ability to create attractive reels that will get people to stop their scroll, watch, save it, comment on it, and hopefully click through and go to a website. Right, right. Awesome, man. Well, we've covered a ton of stuff. Uh, and I think, you know, for anybody looking to get into that game, it's going to be super helpful, uh, you know, just to you know, really summarize the be true to yourself, you know, be honest with yourself about why you're looking to get into that game, you know, and and then look for places where you can, you know, be yourself, but also and and for companies that, you know, basically uh, share your same kind of values. And when you find that match, you know, see what you can offer them and, and what they can offer you and and, yeah. you know, start from there. So start small. Don't, if you've never pro staff for a company, don't go apply for 10 companies. Find a company that you believe in. Find a company that you can build a relationship and that you can learn from who is who has the time to work with you and teach you, who have people in their space who can work with you and teach you. Find somebody in that. Once you're on a staff, a singular staff, don't go get on a bunch. Once you're on a staff, find the people who are like you doing the doing the best in that staff and, and get advice, learn from them, build a relationship, and then move on. I'll tell you another thing a lot of people don't realize. Anglers think that this space is so big and that the, the, the kayak um, market or the fishing industry is so large. It, it is to an extent, but it's actually really small these brands talk to each other. If you make a name for yourself with one brand, the other brands know about it. A lot of times if you make a, and that can be, they can go both ways. I was just going to say that. Yep. Then go both ways. Um, there's also a lot of clicks. Just again, <laughs> this is, I can geek out on this and I know we're probably running <laughs> short on time. So I'll try and keep it short. Brands are personalities. Okay, they're they're just like like us humans, you know. They have their own personalities, and just like in a high school, a college, or your fishing club, or whatever, there's cliques, right? There's little there's little groups, and you're gonna see that. Um, and so when you get into one of these cliques, you're often gonna find yourself on an on a couple other of their pro staffs, right? You're gonna start kind of marrying together. Um, and that can that can be a good thing for you and it can be a bad thing for you. So be very cautious. Look at other pro staffers. Look at, you know, where, you know, you'll have certain companies where, um, you know, it'll be uh, Sean's on X company on his Facebook profile. And then you'll see six others lined up underneath it. And then you start looking at people that he's connected to that are on the same, and it's the same six, right? So these little clicks that get created and you can get stuck in a box that way really quickly. And that's why I say, don't go just apply for a bunch of pro staffs all at once. Start with one, find the brands that you really like, really appreciate, do well for them, go above and beyond because it's going to lead you to other things. If your goal is to, 
to work in this space and be an influencer and maybe do this full time, maybe become a full time content creator, full time angler, that sort of thing. If you have zero interest in that, then don't be a pro staffer unless you just love a product so much that you just want to, you don't care for the discount. You don't care about the recognition, anything. You just want to do it because you love the product. That's okay. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time in the, in the pro staff game, but uh, it, there's the right way to do it. There's several right ways to do it. I will say, Um, but a lot of people do it the wrong way. (laughs) All right, man. Well, you know, that all being said, you know, Thank you for coming on, and I wanted to give you the opportunity to shout out your promotional uh, sponsors and uh, pro staff people. So you know, it would only Absolutely. be fair, right? <laughs> I yeah, I appreciate that. I, I actually I don't do the whole NASCAR pitch. Um, that's that's not something that I that I do. Um, I will say this: if you've gotten any value out of anything that I've said here tonight feel free to go check out my social media profiles. I'm really easy to find at jonesing to fish. Um, you can search Sam Jones fishing probably on Google or YouTube and find other content that I've done with paddle and fin and some of the other organizations that I work with, but feel free to reach out to me. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, if you completely disagree with me and want to tell me that I will be happy to listen to what you have to say and maybe I'll change my mind. Um, uh, but, uh, if you check me out, you should know who I work with. Um, and you should, uh, you should know what I'm about. Um, and I'd much rather you do that than me just ramble off a bunch of pro staffs that I work with, um, or companies that I work with, uh, rather you just go check out the socials and interact with me. If you didn't find any value in anything I said tonight, then, uh, then just check out Sean. Cause he's really awesome. And you probably <laughs> like him. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again for everything. Uh, it was awesome to have you back on. You know, definitely we we need you more around uh, PNF more. You know, uh, we miss your, I'm here. your voice. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. So uh, maybe you guys will see more from me soon. <laughs> hey, there you go. That sounds awesome. All right, guys. Well, be sure and uh, check out Sam uh, online. And um, I'll uh, include some links in, in the show notes just to make it a little easier for you. Uh, you know, that way, uh, we can try and get some clicks generated over that way. But, um, thanks again for, uh, hanging out with us tonight. Um, this has been the Bass Fishing for News podcast on the Paddle and Fin, ah, the Paddle and Fin Network, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.